Hello, Kipik family. I welcome you all today to today's Kipik podcast. Ma'akum Fatma Basakhar from the Corporate Communication Group. And joining us today is an inspiring individual, our guest, Hindal Khatrash, entrepreneur and pioneer in sustainable product in Kuwait. Ahlan wa sahlan. Ahlan How are you? All good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today. Honestly, we're so excited to have you and delve into your story um, and understand how you came to reach sustainable products. Um, you've been through quite the journey with this. It was, I guess, what uh, really kind of shaped this journey was how serious I was about it and how that kind of evolved over time. Um, so Leap Loves Green, um, which is the current name of the brand, started more as kind of a side hustle, I want to say. Um, and then very quickly turned into something bigger and eventually my full-time job now. Wow. <laughs> Did, were you always into sustainable products? And Leap Loves Green is uh, a, a company that provides sustainable products, female sustainable products to be exact. Exactly. Um, so I would say my journey with environmentalism and sustainability started a little later in life. Mm. Like it wasn't something I grew up with. Yeah. It wasn't a consciousness I always kind of carried with me. It happened, I'd say around my mid-20s, around 2018, 2019. Um, and it was brought to my attention through very alarmist content around climate change. Oh, yeah. um, so, you know, you'd see what's going on in the media. You'd hear... Um, the news sure. and it would like strike fear in you about the condition of the world and so I think that's what kind of um, sparked my uh, concern and my interest in environmentalism is that it came from a place of like worry and anxiety. Was it the world in general or Kuwait because I know Kuwait has so many has so many pollution issues specifically okay. with regards to the beach and I'm sure everyone can can know what I'm talking about when it comes to Khairan and in the areas. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the world and then Kuwait in particular, because there is just like this concerning um, future for like what that looks like uh, for us here. And I think, you know, waste management is a big one for us here. Uh, pollution, overall education and awareness around uh, environmentalism is a huge concern. Um, and so unfortunately, I think that's how I was kind of pushed into the world of environmentalism. But the reason... I stayed, I guess, and I continued to kind of look further was looking at the innovation that was happening in this field and looking at, you know, the new um, products and approaches and strategies and techniques that were being developed to help reverse these mm -hmm. um, effects. Um, and then that's what kind of kept me going because you burn out very quickly when you're kind of taken by emotion and when you're taken and driven by fear. That's true. Um, but when you find something you love about it, that's what kind of keeps you going and that's what continues to give you hope and um, encourage you to, you to get involved in, in that field. That's beautiful. Um, and, you, and you mentioned briefly that this is now your full-time job, whereas it started as a side hustle. Right. So where did you work before? Um, even if you don't want to mention it, oh, no, the no, field that you were in. Not at all. I hold nothing against my previous jobs, and I owe so much of who I am to what I used to do prior. Um, so funny enough, I have a background in cultural anthropology, wow. completely unrelated to anything <laughs> I do. Uh, but it was uh, something I was just very genuinely interested. In. And then so that kind of led to my role at Dar al-Athar. Mm. I was there for about a year um, oh, wow. around, you know, just kind of facilitating um, uh, and curating events and um, being around these like 
artifacts and museum openings and it was just such a rich you know industry yes i can imagine <laughs> definitely um and so you get you know to rub shoulders with people that are so well traveled and so well so knowledgeable and so well educated um it's inspiring i bet definitely uh and then i think i was looking for something more maybe exciting okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and an opportunity presented itself to me it was completely coincidental a, a friend of a friend was starting a startup um, and it pertained to the world of like online fitness um, and fitness was and continues to be something I'm you know very kind of involved in and it sounded like um, something you know I'd, I'd be interested in taking part in and so I applied Uh, we saw that we were very kind of compatible in working together and I just started at uh, this tech startup. Um, and so anyone who knows anything about tech startups, they are completely unpredictable. Yes. Nothing, no two days look alike. <laughs> you know, your job role kind of changes mm. almost by the hour sometimes. And it just kind of had me on my toes all the time. Um, but again, uh, it was incredibly beneficial in the sense that I gained so much Um, learning, you know, about how you can generate user experience, uh, the best, you know, kind of user experience oh. for online platforms, how you can kind of um, develop an e-commerce platform, how do you kind of market and talk about something. Um, and that sort of translates into Leap Loves Green, which is your Instagram account for those that don't have a background in what Hind al-Khatrash does. Um, and Your engagement is beautiful. Like, I'm a marketer myself. We're from corporate communication. So the, so your colors, the way that you engage with your audience is actually pretty pretty amazing. Thank you so much. I, I get so happy when people say that because I have put so much thought and effort into oh, the way we brand and the way we effort. Because like I said, you know, the way I got into environmentalism was from a very kind of dark place. And so I didn't want that to be the reality of others. Rather, I wanted it to be welcoming and exciting and accepting and inclusive like it wasn't a platform that was open to people who are ready to go zero waste tomorrow True. but rather you know people who are ready to take their first step and and people who, that are at any stage in their environmentalism journey uh, are welcome to kind of be part of the Love Screens community. And how did you make that step since you come from a background of having experience in let's say also corporate world and then Dar Lathar, how did you make that jump from Because also we have to also put into perspective that we come from a culture mm. that is very much stick to your job, oh, hold yeah. on to that. It's stable. It's what you know. Right. And then we'll figure the rest out. So how did you make that jump from, okay, I'm about to leave my job and pursue this? Um, I owe so much to my prior uh, boss, although he's more of a friend than a boss. Um, my contract was coming to, to an end. The business um, had decided to kind of shift gears and, and, and redevelop uh, the app into something different that we were working on. And so it was a very kind of um, a big milestone or like big intersection that I had to kind of uh, decide where I wanted to, uh, to head from there on out. And so my boss at the time kind of sat me down. He's like, listen, this is a great you know, time for you to actually take that leap and go Literally. for <laughs> leap loves green uh, full time. You're ready. You know what you're doing. Um, and, uh, you know, it's something you're passionate about and something that has a lot of potential for you. Go for it. Like, give it a, an honest shot. So and it's something you started during your time there and then 
sort of progressed while you were there. Exactly. Okay. So it was just an Instagram account that I was just posting on, okay. having fun with mm-hmm. on the side. And then slowly it started to kind of pick up. I started featuring just a few products and I had a very basic website. Um, But yeah, it kind of gave me something on the side um, that I always treated as like a second, you know, secondary, secondary, like part (laughs) of my life. Um, But it was very true. There was so much potential in it. Uh, I knew I had what it takes to kind of get it off the ground. Mm -hmm. And there was always this comfort of, I'm going to be on your team. Like, if you need anything, I'm there for you. Uh, If you need, you know, your job back, you'll have that. So I'm really grateful for that kind of support that I was met with. Um, And then also with, like, yeah, my family, I guess. Uh, My father was super understanding about it. Um, And I guess it takes a lot of, not self-confidence, but, like, one's belief in themselves that, you know, they can make this work. And if not, they can find something else that... uh, Confidence in your ability to be able to say, I'm taking this step forward and I'm going to make it work no matter what. Right. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's beautiful. That's amazing. And how did Leap Loves Green come about? I'm so curious about the name too. (laughs) Uh, For that, we're going to have to like take a step back. So like I mentioned, I'd always been involved in fitness. um, And one of the practices that I used to really enjoy was aerial circus oh that's beautiful um so I used to run a small aerial circus studio which I called leap circus mm. and it was you know that play on words you know the the leaping the gymnastics the the metaphorical the physical so- kind of uh, uh framing of that word that right. I um had and that was something that was happening much earlier uh and so when i got into environmentalism i'm like oh i'm just gonna do a spin-off <laughs> off of that name and just do like leap loves green something fun <laughs> something quirky it was any yeah, completely not thought out honestly uh but it happened and now i'm kind of stuck with it because you know it's become such it's become a lot more established um but yeah leap kind of yeah came from a prior um, experience that you had and you sort of combined the two, which I think is beautiful in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a story to tell. <laughs> it is. It definitely is. And how do you think with now that you're in the environmentally sustainable or envir- environmentally friendly products, mm. um, let's say, world, right. how, how, how do you see that in terms of how, how it's going in Kuwait? I know there's so many pop-ups yeah. that sell a lot of, because I try to be mm. mindful myself. Right. Uh, and there's so many uh, outlets now. There's so many people that sell these products. But where do you think as, let's say, as a community or as a culture, how are we heading towards that? Mm. Uh, and the receptiveness to it, too. Yeah, yeah. I think we're definitely getting there. And I always say this, especially, and it, it's something that kind of occurred to me through our marketing and through uh, our messaging, is that um, people, yes, would be happy to help the environment, but they're not really sold on that unless they know it's better for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I feel, I feel the interest and the um, favor towards an eco-conscious products is coming. It's because they are more natural, they're organic, they're right. better for you, and then also better for the planet. So uh, people understanding the firsthand benefits they're getting from mm-hmm. these uh, products is what's kind of driving and motivating them to, to invest in them. Um, and the impact it has on the environment is just like a, a secondary, secondary thing. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> but I mean, you know, if, if it works, then it works. Oh, yeah. You know, um, a win is a win. Do you think there is an awareness there or is it still under the surface that's like bubbling or not at all? <laughs> 
I think there is uh, somewhat of an awareness. Unfortunately, I feel like people, because we have so much uh, infrastructure around hiding the impact of uh, pollution, um, when it's out of sight, it's out of mind. That's true. Um, so I don't feel I don't feel people are quite aware of the gravity of the issue. Um, to them, it's just like an inconvenience every summer where it's like a little hotter than the last. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the impacts of that are much greater. Um, and so I feel like the awareness still needs to kind of get there. Uh, and I feel it will eventually like, you know, bubble up to the surface very soon um, and hopefully instigate change from there. I'm finding that there are, um, I don't want to say a big, but maybe like a, a medium-sized group <laughs> in Kuwait that yeah. are advocating for this. Um, there are also the people that are providing these products. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there, I, I completely agree with you. There, there, We have a long way to go, but at least there are some steps forward. Totally. And the added value that it now gives restaurants and, and um, companies to have that kind of environmental mindfulness mm-hmm. to their the way they approach their business, be it their takeout boxes, mm-hmm. be it their recycling right. uh, in, initiatives, be it their, you know, beach cleanups mm-hmm. that they organize. That's true. These are all things that are kind of starting to become more favorable and right. becoming more kind of common uh, practice, mm-hmm. uh, which is great to see. And even as Kipik, we do try to advocate for the community of be careful in the summer, mm. be aware of the garbage that you're carrying right. on your boats or, you know, like so the chalet areas. Um, just be mindful of where you're throwing the things that you're eating, the things that you're drinking. Mm. Um, and also in the desert areas where we try to tell people, like, if you're going out on Tekeshtas, yeah. just make sure you're getting all of your stuff with you and then finding the nearest right. dumpster to, to, to drop them in instead of just keeping them out. Sometimes when you're driving along, you just see them yeah, yeah, yeah. in the middle of the desert. <clears throat> So with, with how inspiring your story is, going from working um, and then taking that jump into doing your own thing, what would you say to possibly inspire someone to lead a life of passion as you have? <laughs> it's a loaded question, but <laughs> I from your perspective. I always ask this to other people, but I never really kind of take the time to think of it myself. Mm. Um, I feel, um, or even just someone wanting to start something of their own, they're in a job, they're comfortable, yeah. um, but they want to take that step. Right. I, funny enough, I heard this today, um, that there is no amount of security that is worth committing to a life of routine that kills your dreams. Wow. Um, wow. and it really resonated. I mean, I crave the security of a regular nine-to-five job, honestly. <laughs> Still to this Still, day, really? I mean, I have my days for sure um, where I'm like, it's just, it's too much. It's too unpredictable. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on all the time. I'm always, you know, on it. Um, and it's I, up to you. Make You make it or break it, basically. Exactly. So it, it can feel like it's too much uh, to handle sometimes. And I do crave, you know, that you know, nine to five again, that, you know, salary at the end of the month. And, um, and so, yeah, I feel when I heard uh, that quote earlier today, it really resonated wow. because um, there is something about mm-hmm. uh, submitting to a routine yes. um, that really takes away from your sparkle, from, mm-hmm. you know, your, your potential. 
Um, and it's such a shame to kind of live life by, uh, yeah, by playing it safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because yeah, I mean, there's there's so much that can be done, and if it works, that amazing. If that's amazing, and if it doesn't, then you learn something new. You learn something right? new, yeah. and I think it's that mindset that really makes you know or breaks a person in the world of entrepreneurship. I think um, is finding your anchor and then finding what success looks like to you right. and pursuing that because it's not the bottom line. It's not what you make at the end of the month and Even if it is, that number is going to change month to month to month oh, and you'll sure. never, never feel like fulfilled. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's finding meaning in what matters to you. Uh, I believe that, uh, yeah, is what I would kind of uh, advise someone uh, who's interested in considering to take the leap. So, so you said it's, it's re really hectic. Because it is your baby, so to speak. So you want to make sure that they're walking, they're talking, they're safe, they're doing what they're supposed to do. Right. So what does a day in the life of Leap Loves Green look like? Um, it's hectic. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of unpredictable. Um, I also like to lean on assistance from abroad. So uh, I outsource a lot of the work that I do to other um, professionals in different cities and different countries. Uh, and so I'm working with like three different time zones sometimes, oh, wow. Wow. Uh, be it the US, uh, Australia, the UK. Um, and so it can be really crazy because, you know, you want to be mindful of your own right. time, but also like of your working hours. So the way you kind of split that up can be very um, crazy, uh, but it helps, uh, I guess, connect you with, you know, a right. bigger network of um of ideas, of like-mindedness, right. of, um, you know, a bigger community uh, to help bring that global standard to, uh, to home. Yeah. yeah. And you've also collaborated with a lot of local artists, right. which is amazing because you've not only created a platform for female care, right. but you've also brought in different talents and pulled them in with you on this journey, which is fantastic. A hundred percent. And I love, love doing that. I truly enjoy one of the most um, kind of fulfilling things I've done with Leap is our newsletter, uh, which we send out at the beginning of every month. And basically this newsletter is a community-based newsletter. It's not something intended to promote our own products, but rather promote products and businesses that we are a fan mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. And these are like, women-owned businesses or eco-conscious businesses. Right. Um, and it's highlighting, you know, what we love about them, what we've been using with them uh, and, and trying to get, you know, some nice discounts and deals from them to mention on the newsletter. So it becomes a win-win for everyone. Um, we get to kind of share with our community uh, something that's meaningful to us. Our community, you know, gets, um, you know, the benefits of learning about these new, ben these new uh, businesses. And then these businesses get new business from new... Yeah, they get the recognition they deserve. Exactly. Which is amazing. And you've been featured in Cosmo Middle East. How did that, feel? what did that feel like? That was Tell us about exciting. that. So that happened shortly after uh, we had expanded into the UAE with some wow. of our products. Um, shout out to Drops. I mean, Drops have been our strategic Shout out partners. to Drops. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> um, and so once we got into the UAE, Cosmo did a list of the top uh, 47 female-owned businesses to support. Wow. And we got included in, yes. into their list. Um, and it was such an amazing feeling because 
Uh, we had no idea. Uh, I had come across the article by coincidence. Um, you would have never known had you not known. <laughs> like I was doing our analytics for the month and then I saw some links, uh, like new visitors were coming from a link from Cosmopolitan. I'm like, what? I oh, clicked wow. on that and then I saw the feature. Um, so that was crazy. And then it just kind of opened uh, a couple of doors with like Savoie Flair and Wamina. Um, and for us to be like known as the business that's kind of, uh, you know, pioneering this movement towards more sustainable um, products has, uh, has been so heartwarming and so unexpected. And, and you are, you really are. Um, I, I know there are so many other businesses trying to um, provide these products, but I think you, you've, create, you've become genuinely the pioneer, specifically when it comes to the female care products, mm. um, which is amazing and commendable, honestly. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, and you deserve the, the mention in Cosmo Middle East. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> so what's next for you? Do you want to tell us if there's anything coming up for us to look out for? And don't forget to follow at leap.loves.green. Thank you so much for the shout out. Um, what's next? I think um, it's just doing more of what we do best. Um, it was only last year that I really kind of was able to position my brand the way it currently is positioned today, which was like specializing in women care and women's health. Um, and I found this to be our niche um, and this to be something that was kind of most on demand. Uh, because although there are plenty of products available, very rarely are there any that are sustainable and um, safe uh, for women's health. So um, that's where we're at today. And I think that's just kind of going to continue to be what we uh, further explore and expand. And That's amazing. And we wish you the best of luck. Thank so you so much for joining today. Thank, thank you so much you. for telling us all about your journey. I'm sure so many of us were so inspired by you. Your effort is commendable and we have appreciated you being here today and I hope that so many of these listeners are going to be listening today and being inspired by your story and be able to take that leap as well. Um, I think that's going to be the new hashtag here at Kipik. Um, so thank you so much. We're definitely going to stay posted on everything that you're doing um, and we hope to see you again hopefully in a few years with something new and hopefully next year. Oh, and likewise, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for joining us today at Kipik Podcast. Thank you to Hint for joining us and we hope to, for you to stay tuned for our next episode.